0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network.
1: Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am your host today, Kim Walker. My husband, Brian, is, I would say, under the weather, but he is not under the weather. He's recovering from massive shoulder surgery that he had this past Thursday. Today's Monday, and I'm recording this with my friends Callie Grace and Calla, but Brian is not with us on the podcast today, so you've just got me here. It's just a ladies show, and I am thrilled to have these two guests on with me today, some really amazing young women in the industry. But before I dig into that any further, I want to give a shout out to our awesome sponsors at RepairPal. Thank you to our friends at RepairPal for providing you with this episode. RepairPal's certified network of shops are trusted by millions of customers each month, Please click over to repairpal.com forward slash shops to learn more about Repair Pal. So, okay, I have a treat for y'all today. These two young ladies, well, I've known Callie Grace for a good while because I'm friends with her parents. And I know Cala's shop because we have helped them with some marketing in the past, built their website. And I met Cala at out one of our industry events recently and I got so excited because both of these ladies were so young and they're just driven and they have some amazing energy and I immediately said I have to get y'all together and I got them connected I don't think they got to spend much time together because I think Callie Grace was running off to record another podcast with somebody else and so I'm hoping that they become great friends after this and can collaborate and help one another but not only do we love seeing ladies in the industry, but seeing young people coming up into the industry and getting involved just makes me really super happy. So I have Callie Grace Burris with me. I always say Burris, but it's not Burris. It's Burris. And she is with Frog Pond Performance. They are in North Carolina. And then I have Bordeaux with Rose Garage. And they are in Maine. So we are going to jump right in, but I want to give y'all a little chance to just meet these two ladies and hear their voices. And if you follow us on social media, you know that we have video clips where you'll get to see their faces and follow along and see some of the videos that we pull out of this podcast. So let's jump in real quick. Callie Grace, tell our listeners a little bit about your shop, where you are, what you work on and how you got into your shop.
2: Okay, so my name is Callie Grace Burris. I work for my dad's business, Frog Pond Performance. We're located in Frog Pond, North Carolina. My dad has been in the automotive industry for about 25 years, and he opened up his shop like by himself. He's had it open for about 14, I believe. do hold me to it. Math is hard. But I started helping my family out because we had a lady that used to work here to do it, and then she no longer works here. So nobody was really doing it. So my dad started doing it. And it was like bad. Like, this was just terrible. And I told him, I was like, nobody's going to want to see your social media because it sucks. So then I took it over and people really like it. And then when I started out, I did not know much about marketing. But ever since I started, I feel like I've got a lot better from the help of most definitely Kim. she has been like my number one person to go to for any marketing questions. And their blogs are great. And then just other marketing people and like YouTube and stuff, but I still want to take some marketing classes, even though marketing is not like my dream career. I still want to do it on the side.
1: And we're going to dig into all of that as we get going a little bit more. Kala, tell us about you, your shop, how you got involved in it.
3: So I'm with Rose Garage. We're located in Corinth, Maine, which is like central Maine. I got involved just a few months ago. It's my brother's business and I was moving to Maine and so he gave me a job here and I do I mean I run a social media marketing and then I do a bunch of other odds and ends around the shop. Like I help check in vehicles and I pick things up and get parts and stuff like that as well.
1: Callie Grace, I've seen you before, I've actually been to your house, but Cala, I met you for the first time actually at ASTE. But Callie Grace, was that your first industry event to attend. Yeah. Cala, was it your first? I've like been invited before,
2: but every single time it happens, there's always homecoming. And because I'm cheer, we're required to be at homecoming. But it was
1: so much fun. I learned so much. You left the conference a little early that night. Were you in your homecoming dress at the event? Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Because I was like two hours from there and I had to be at the football field by a certain time. So it just changed there.
1: So I love... That you are involved in the level where you're attending these events. So you started off Callie Grace talking about how you loved the event. So I want to give you a chance to elaborate on that. Tell me what you liked about it. What did you take away from it? And then Calla, the same thing for you. When Callie Grace finishes, tell us again, same thing. And also, I want to know what brought you there. Like what were you told that you had to go? Did you ask to attend? all that stuff. My dad told me I had to go because he shuts his shop
2: down and sends everybody through the shop. But reading the list, at first I, I just saw all the stuff about cars and I don't know like hardly anything about cars. I'm not like mechanically inclined that well. And then as I was reading down the list, I saw marketing and like phone and all this stuff. And then I really liked it. But going there, my favorite part was probably the collaboration between all the different individuals. I didn't think there would be that many girls there, to be honest. But I was shocked at how many females were at the ASTE. But I love the classes too. I took the class with Brian Walker and Chris Enright. I love that class. I took a videography class, Miss Kim's class. I mean, I learned so much. I came home with like, I've, I counted, I was like 24 pages of notes or something.
1: It was just, I love it. That's great. Cala, what about you?
3: Yeah. So our shop also shut down and everyone from our shop went as well. So that was a really cool experience. We, since we're in Maine, we all had to fly down together and stuff. So it was a really good team bonding experience for us. I didn't get to pick my classes. My brother or my boss is the one who picked them all, but most of them I found very helpful and relevant to my job. I got to learn a lot about marketing, social media, videography, like Kelly Grace mentioned. Um, and it was really cool to meet a lot of other individuals that are involved in the industry since it was my first.
1: So were you in? Brian and Chris Enright's video class as well? Yes, I believe so. That is so funny. You were both in the same class and you hadn't even met. Okay. I love it. Well, you're going to be best friends before we're over with it here. So one thing that I'm curious about is like, I don't know if you know this, but I also came into the automotive industry not having had any automotive background. Brian was the technician, opened our shop, and I was a teacher and a school counselor. So I left an industry that I loved, which I don't think either one of you have, that's not part of your story, right? Is this your first job?
3: Not mine, no.
1: It's not, okay. But you obviously haven't had a career in in a specific area at your age. And also, tell our listeners how old you are. I'm 17. If you don't mind. I'm about to turn 18. (laughs) I'm 19. 17 and 19. And Callie Grace, oh my gosh, her mom, her dad, are both of your brothers involved in the shop or just one of them? No, just Cody. Just Cody. Callie Grace's fiance works at the shop. So it is literally an absolute family run business. Callie, you're in it with your brother. Remind me, are, is there anyone else in your family that is in the business? My sister-in-law,
3: so his wife, is involved as well. She's, I think, the vice president. So she does a lot of behind-the-scenes work.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I met both of them, but I don't think it was at an ASTE conference. I'm in my mind, I'm thinking it was at a different conference, but I don't know. When I joined the shop, Brian asked me to do marketing, and I was like, I don't even know what that is. And I remember him saying, you're smart, you're great with people, you'll figure it out. When you were... Asked, which it sounds like Callie Grace basically just kind of said, no, you can't, dad, you can't do your own social media. I need to do it for you. But I want y'all to tell me, like, what about marketing? What drew you to marketing? Were you told you're going to do it? Or is it something you were interested in? Talk to me about that. We'll start with you, Cala. So when I was initially hired,
3: I was hired to do our social
1: media stuff, but
3: also we used to sell used cars. That was a big part of our business or another part of our business. And we still do that a little bit, but much less now. My job kind of shifted as our business shifted more towards like focusing on mostly garage stuff. So I was given the option you know, between a couple different things. And we had just got back from ASTE. And I was like, well, I really want to just go marketing. Like I really want to focus on that now that I have this option about what I want to do because the classes that I took during ASTE were really interesting. And I think it's really transferable to to any other workplace or career that I enter in the future.
1: Brian asked me to, to do this, leave my career, join our business doing all of this. And keep in mind that we had the internet, but it was not at all like it is now. This was in 2002. And so I couldn't just jump on YouTube and watch how to do, I mean, you could, but it's nothing like it was today. So mine was more community focused in the, from the beginning, just getting out and involved in the community and learning from other people. So Callie Race, what would you say to your kind of coming in there, knowing what your dad wanted to do and you said, "Mm, no, what was that transition into the business like for you?
2: It wasn't super hard to like figure out what programs to use because. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I'm a member of Phi Theta Kappa, which is an honor society at my college. And then I've also been a member at the ones in middle school, too. So I'm a total member of three different. And I love marketing and I've always been loved being creative. So I've actually made stuff for those before for school. And a member of the student council, I also took a part doing marketing, like marketing and stuff for the school, like making banners for events. So I kind of just transitioned what I knew from that to the shop now. And then I've just grown a lot since. Yeah, absolutely. I've learned more about videography now. I'm trying to step into that more
1: and trying to get my parents to purchase me stuff to help more with that. I think that they messaged me one time and said something about, you're going to break my budget because I kept telling you, hey, here's something, here's something, here's something. So I love that. I love that you're bold and unafraid to ask for help. I think that's really important. And there's a lot of people in this industry that are totally willing to help people. We all, no matter what age we are, we all have something that we can give and an area where we can receive and learn and and be better. So, I want to know as far as working in the family business, is it what you thought it was going to be? Do you have anything to say about that, either one of you? Yeah, I guess I
3: wasn't really sure what to expect when I first started, but I guess yeah, this is kind of what I expected. I wasn't sure, but this is about, right? It's been really cool getting to work with my older brother. We 14 or 15 years older than me, so there's a pretty considerable age gap there. So it's been cool that we're getting to spend so much time together now.
1: I'm one of five, so I have a younger brother and then everyone else is older than me, but my older sister is 9 years older than me. So it's a pretty good little gap, but we're like best friends and we're very intentional about the time that we spend together and have a great time. So I love that when you think about 14 years, essentially when he was 18 years old and probably maybe moving out, moving on with his life, you were just a toddler. You were four years old. So that's a really significant difference. So getting to spend that time together is really great. So I love that. How about you, Callie Grace?
2: I have worked here on and off, like growing up. So I've kind of been in the atmosphere as multiple people have came in and left and like the shop has evolved the atmosphere as a whole. I've kind of got to experience all of it. Now, Cody, my oldest brother, is the manager. We are three years apart. And sometimes we butt heads because he's really annoying. I love him, to death, But sometimes we just we do butt heads. And like my dad's back here and I love my dad. He's like my best friend. But sometimes we butt heads, too, believe it or not. And just working within like five foot of each other sometimes can be a little bit frustrating. But overall, I feel like it's brought us closer together in a way just working together.
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And I think when Cala's brother is 14 years older than him, so he's more like that older brother mentor type, whereas your brother is only three years apart. Like you literally grew up together fighting, playing, goofing off, all that stuff. And it shows if, if anyone hasn't seen the pictures that Was this, did you hire a photographer to come in? Like y'all took some pictures recently where y'all were really goofing off and it was very funny and just super, Brian and I always talk about people doing marketing that helps others get to know, like, and trust you. And that family, fun, just comfort level that you have with one another really came out in those photos. And I thought it was so fun. So was that a professional photo shoot or did y'all do that internally?
2: No, we got that done by a photographer. She's done pictures with us forever. We got those made for the website. So she's used to your family then, yeah. Yeah, she also does like all my senior pictures and all of our family pictures, so she knows us. And when Cody picked me up and record started licking my face, she was just snapping a bunch of photos of it.
0: Our friends at RepairPal are making today's episode possible. Don't lose work to your competition. Today's consumers check pricing during all stages of the repair process, before, during, and after. Did you know that 81% of them do online price comparisons before making a purchase and customers that check your price after they've already authorized the work do so after calling the competition? But RepairPal, the largest auto repair network, has a solution. Their fair price estimator tool can be put on your website to help you build trust with consumers up front to demystify price, help educate consumers about what's involved in the repair, bring you higher web traffic, and prevent your customers from calling your competition. You have to be in it to win it. So head on over to repairpal.com forward slash shops and set up a call to learn more about becoming RepairPal certified. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's repairpal.com forward slash shops.
1: I want y'all to share with our listeners what they can do if they are getting into this industry how they can get connected. One of the biggest things we hear very often, more from a shop owner's perspective, but this definitely applies to non-shop owners, is that you can feel alone in this industry if you're not connected to other people in the industry. So whether it's another marketing person or a shop owner to a shop owner or a coach or a vendor or whatever it might be, do you have any advice for helping maybe young people that might be listening to this. I mean, we may have a shop owner listen to this and they hear that it's some really young people and they may share this with some of the young people in their shop. So you got to hear these young people and how they're engaging in the industry and how they're getting involved and connected. So what advice do you have? How would someone that's young like you come in and get connected to the industry? What would you tell them to do? What are the steps they can take?
2: One of the most influential things that I've done, this might sound weird, but like Facebook groups. I know Tanika invited me to, I don't know the exact name of it, but it's something about women in the automotive industry. I love it. It's inspirational and it's educational. Love that one. There's like the change in the industry one. It's so much stuff people post. It's like constantly, if you ever have any questions, people are always engaging back with it. Like you're never left unanswered on anything. So,
1: yep. So she just dropped a couple of things there. One. Tanika Hayes with Brown Automotive. They are in the Chapel Hill area of North Carolina. And she just posted yesterday an incredible, incredible video that Hunter Equipment did, including her. And it was just a great video. But Tanika invited her to the, it was probably the Amazing Women in Automotive. That is a really great group. What they're doing is a uh, Malin Newton, I think, originally started that. And I love it because he's a man. But he said, we really need the women to get connected in this industry. And so they created this group. And at various industry events like Vision, or I want to say we did it at Apex in Vegas last year. They may have done it this year. I I didn't go. But A-S-T-E, we'll get together and have a dinner and just the ladies come together. And so it's really valuable. So I love that you mentioned that change in the industry for sure. I'm not in the group but there is the Asog Auto Shop Owners Group which is great I hear for people that are interested in getting involved in that they also get together for a dinner so those are great tips I love them also our Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind Facebook group is one that's very welcoming also Calla, what would you say to young people wanting to engage in the industry? What do they do? Because it's easy to get stuck in our own little world, in our own little shop, our own little business. But how do we get connected to the industry itself?
3: Yeah, I would say the same thing as Callie Grace. I found that the Shop Marketing Pros Facebook group has been really helpful for me. I don't think I've personally asked any questions or anything, but watching the videos that are hosted there and being able to read the blog posts and see what other people are posting and stuff. That's all been really helpful for me.
1: Yeah, so Facebook groups. And I know that being 17 and 19, you is Instagram your preferred social media for yourself personally? What's yours, Callie Grace?
2: Mm, oh, I thought you were going to say for business, for myself. I don't know. I kind of like Facebook. The old people on it, they make me laugh. She just said that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's true, though. There's so many, like, I feel
1: like there's just so much Mm -hmm. stuff on Facebook you can find I I like Instagram too, though.
2: Instagram for my friends,
1: Facebook for my family. Let's dig into some marketing conversations and fill in the blank, right? Any particular job that we have, there can be things that we love about it, things that just drive us crazy. I want you to tell me about what you love about marketing, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel like you're doing well, you've accomplished something. And then, what about marketing kind of just drives you crazy? Kala. So, one thing that I really like is that sense of gratification
3: when a post that I make does really well on Facebook or Instagram. There's a lot of like feedback. And even when we don't post it and it gets a lot of views or something, that feels really good. Like, oh, I did something right. You know what I mean? I really enjoyed that. And I enjoy making content in that sense. I guess a pet peeve of mine is being on camera. Like I'm not good about being in my own videos. It drives me crazy. I don't like hearing my own voice. So that I guess is something I struggle with. I'm
1: trying to get better, but
3: that would probably be my hate about marketing.
1: You're saying exactly the same thing that I think everyone else says especially when it comes to the pet peeve or you know what drives you crazy the video part i say it myself honestly do you see like for those that are that see our videos sometimes well let me let me back up so we record the the audio version of this podcast and we record the video and then we pull video snippets out and we use that for reels and shorts on youtube and things like that so the other day i was scrolling through my instagram and my face took up the entire screen. I'm not going to say that I yelled, but I may have yelled. And it was like, oh, my God. And I immediately screenshot it. And I messaged some of my team. And I'm like, please, I'm begging y'all, please do not zoom in to my face like that. Nobody needs to see the pores on my nose. Like, They don't need to see my menopause mustache or <laughs> I'm like, please stop zooming in. Don't do that anymore. And the thing is, if you look, I'm looking right here, the way the camera is, I mean, I could come way back here and that might be better, but then I'm not close to the mic. And so it was normally it's, I don't freak out about what I'm seeing, but the voice, I had no idea that I have this high pitched, like annoying voice and I was somewhere recently, like last week, and the person wasn't looking at me. I was like in the grocery store, so, and somebody said, "Is that Kim Walker?" And we turned around and looked, and I'm like, "How did you? You weren't even looking at me." She's like, "Oh, it's your voice. You have a very distinct voice." And I'm like, "Oh, I hate my voice. Stop." So I totally get that. I've had to just forget about it. Really, just forget about it. We all know that video is king and it's very powerful. So. I'm proud of you for one, admitting that that is what drives you crazy. Two, you said earlier that you took some video classes and so you're trying to push through that. So I can appreciate that. And I promise you, everyone else feels the same way. Callie Grace, what do you love about marketing and what drives you crazy?
2: I will agree with Kala on this one. Every time I post something that does really well, I get so happy. I talk about it to my family. I'm like, oh, this one got like 100 likes, like 30 likes, or however many. I just get really happy. My biggest pet peeve, I think it's an inner pet peeve, like myself, is when I post something that doesn't do well. I just, I'm like, oh my God, you suck. Like in my head, I'm like, that was terrible. Like why do-? And then I question it. I'm like, well, did I not do good enough? Like, why did people not react to it? Because sometimes I think some of my best things that I think are great, are the worst
1: ones like people react to. So I don't know.
2: That bothers me a
1: lot. Again, same thing. That's what a lot of people experience. We're a marketing agency. We post things where nothing ever happens and we're like, oh my gosh, that was going to be brilliant. We created something. I'm like, this is really going to be great. And then uh, nothing. So I tell my son all the time, it's important to fail forward. Don't get stuck on what the failure was. Just learn from it and grow and get better going forward. And so with what you just said, it could be that it is a great post, but maybe it got posted at the wrong, most worst possible time. So try it again at a different time and see if it yields different results. It may be that it was bad timing. Sometimes we A-B test things. It'll be the same message, but a different image. So just learn from things and y'all are doing that, which is what I just love. You're unafraid to just plow through, figure it out. Let me learn and grow and get better. So I really appreciate that. You hear sometimes about older people, we can easily get stuck in our ways and you're not doing that. You're, You're constantly learning and growing and I love that. So do you have any recommendations for whether young or older, more seasoned people? What would you say to someone that wants to just get better at marketing? Do you have like, what's your number one tip? Because you're great at social media, but you're also, I know Callie Grace, you're starting to dig into SEO and writing blogs. And Cal, I know you're doing different things as well. If you're sitting in that marketing seat, it's not a social media seat, it's a marketing seat. And there's so much more to marketing. So do you have a tip? Is there a book? Is there a anything that you would say, I definitely recommend that you do this, try this, or whatever it might be. Do you have a tip for getting better at marketing? This
2: sounds terrible. I just blanked on the name of the book that your husband wrote. He gave it AST. I love that book. Yeah, it's the ultimate guide to auto repair marketing. Yeah, I highlight, write, like get ideas off of it. That's a really helpful book. He did well writing that.
1: It's funny we tell people that this is not like a warm, charming book to read, right? It's not a cuddle up with a blanket and the fireplace and read a book kind of, it is a tactical guide. It is a, like you just said, a highlighter and a pen. And my friend Ed at Copa Mechanic kind of called me out in our Facebook group not so long ago because I posted a picture of a book. In fact, it's this book right here that's sitting next to me. I'm still reading it. And I'm a highlighter kind of girl in books. And I like to write on the margins and I circle things. And he was like, what are you doing writing in your book? And I'm like, what do you mean? How do you read if you're not Highlighting or marking things down, and so we had a fun laugh about that, and he thought I was crazy. But I love that you just backed me up on that, so I appreciate it very much. <laughs> How
3: about you, Calla? Yeah, same thing with the Ultimate Guide to Auto Mechanic Marketing—that's what it's called, right? I also highlight it; it's in my desk drawer right now. Like I found that as a—that was a really helpful resource for me.
1: Okay, I wasn't even expecting that, and this is certainly not meant to be a um, promotion for the book, but. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to tell Brian and make sure that he hears what you just said. We just had our own internal shop marketing pros 2024 marketing planning day last week, where we all got together and looked at next year and planned out our campaigns, our goals, all the things. And one of the we realized that we never really did any promotion for the book this year. We wrote a book and we really didn't push it. So. Who knows, we may pull your clips out and use that in some promotion for the book. So, okay, one more question. I want you to think back about all of the marketing lessons you've learned. And let's talk about the biggest marketing lesson you have learned as it relates to you, your shop, however you want to weave that in here. But what would you say is personally your biggest marketing lesson? Kala?
3: I guess that it's a lot of trial and error, like you're not going to get everything right on the first go. That's hard for me. I'm a perfectionist. I like getting things right in the first time. Like I don't trial and error. is a hard thing for me to do. So learning that and coming into an industry that I have no prior knowledge about, it's been a hard lesson, but one that I've really been trying to take to heart.
1: That's a great lesson. And I'm like you. I like to just get in and like, let's just get right to the finish line. But sometimes you have to make mistakes and fail forward, right? That's what we were talking about earlier. Callie Grace, your biggest marketing lesson you've learned? My biggest marketing lesson
2: would have to be my ability to learn how to connect with my audience. Because I know people say that before, but when I first started, I never really thought how big of a deal it would be. But that is one of my biggest things I noticed from like the start to now, how to connect with my own audience because I'm not trying to connect with other like shop groups. I'm just trying to connect with the people that are on our page. So I've been able to learn like what people on our page like to see and what they don't
1: like to see. So that's been my biggest thing. Yeah, very good. It's really, I mean, that's like the foundation of marketing is knowing who you're talking to. And we can easily tend to write the way that we talk, you know, and forget about the person receiving it. And so really looking around in your shop and paying attention to the customers that are coming in and how they talk and the questions they're asking. And and that way you can cater your message exactly to them. That is definitely a great lesson to learn. I'm glad that you got that squared away early on. So here's a question I am pretty sure that my dear friend Benji does not want me to ask, but I'm gonna ask it even though I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but it's to both of you. What's next? What is next for Calla? What is next for Callie Grace? Like, what are your plans? Do you want to stay? And I mean, I don't know, maybe you do want to leave your shop, but you don't want to say it on a podcast. (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't be asking that. But like, just what's the future look like for you? We'll start with you, Callie Grace, because I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're going to say.
2: Well, this is going to hurt my dad's feelings. I... Do not want to stay in marketing. I would like to kind of do it on the side, but I applied to 15 nursing school programs this year and I've gotten into seven so far. I want to be a nurse. I would one day like to go into anesthesiology. But also, since I've got into marketing for my dad, I don't want to drop it because I don't want to do my dad wrong because he doesn't deserve that. So I still want to do it on the side, but I think that God designed my life to help other people and I think that He wants me to be a nurse and that's how I can help His people, like serve Him to help His people. So I still want to be
1: a nurse. Well, that was a beautiful way to put it so that your dad can't be upset when you put it that way. So I know that he and your mom and a whole bunch of us in the industry, we just adore you and we would hate to see you not involved in the industry. So however that plays out, I know that we all agree there's a greater plan here and we love what you're doing. So I was very excited to ask you that. Caleb. what's coming up for you? Yeah, that's its kind of like a running joke between
3: my friends and family is because I, I chronically don't know what's coming next with my life. I graduated high school in like June 2022. So it's been, I'm like on my second gap year. I guess my plan is to go to college next year then in the foreseeable future. I studied abroad this spring. So I've been trying out some different things. I've worked a couple different jobs. So, and I just moved to Maine from Vermont is where I grew up. So I'm here now. This is trying something else out. I don't, no, I don't think that this specifically is going to be a long-term career path for me. I don't know what's going to come next or when exactly, but I think that this has been a great experience and it will continue. I'm not saying I'm not like quitting today, you know what I mean? Like this is going to continue to be a great experience, but I don't know what exactly comes next.
1: I know you're not saying anything that your brother doesn't already know, but I just want, you know, I'm inspired by you both just jumping in, doing new, fun, different things. I think you're both doing a wonderful job and just appreciate you being here with us today. I want to give you one last word. Is there anything that you want to say that you have not already said? Calla?
3: I don't think so. Just, you know, thanks for inviting us, Kim. This has been really cool. This has been a great experience. Callie Grace?
2: I would just say to anybody that wants to start marketing or has like got their foot in the door and is kind of scared, I would just say go for it. I kind of just went for it and it's been really fun. You're not going to do everything right the first time. It's not, you're not going to walk in and be perfect and every post is going to be just amazing. You have to learn your audience, learn what you want to do, learn like what your shops want. You want to learn what to put your shop out for, not just necessarily social media, but everything. Like I've incorporated like thank you cards and stuff that I've made through the programs that I use for marketing that we don't even show on social media. But I just think that's really important to do other things. And you're never going to be perfect. And you, you got to learn that when you start. And I also just want to thank you, Kim, for inviting me on here, too. I've had a lot of fun. I think this is cool. Being so young, I'm not perfect. And I feel... Sometimes I feel like it can be harder to be in a room full of experienced older adults because they just know so much more than you do. And sometimes it can be like, oh, they're so much better than me. But also, I don't think Kim's ever made me feel like that. She's always a great leader and teacher. And I just think you should always be willing to go ask
1: people to. Kim is the best person to go ask anything for marketing. That was really sweet. Thank you. But listen, let me tell you, we learn a lot from The young people in the industry, you inspire us to just keep going. Like, I'm not afraid to learn new things, but there are a lot of people who, as new technology comes out or new software or new social media or whatever, like you're kind of fearless. So, we love following the young people as well. There's a place for all of us. So, I love being able to give and receive from you both as well. So, with that being said, I hope that y'all have enjoyed this episode today with these two amazing young ladies that are in our industry and making ways and getting involved and just doing some really awesome things for their family-run small local business. I love it. So thanks again for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast on the Aftermarket Radio Network. There are some other great shows on the network and you can find them at aftermarketradionetwork.com or on your favorite podcast listening apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many others. Tune in for another episode next week. And until then, go fill those bays.
0: You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast
3: with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know
1: what you want discussed, because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.